You're listening to Irish Radio Canada at Home and Abroad, and it's been two years since I had a chance to have a chat with Danny O'Reilly of the Coronas. And in that intervening period, it's been a busy two years, but earlier this year there had been plans in place to launch a new album. And uh, the album has actually been launched, was launched at the end of July, and despite all the trauma in the entertainment industry. Uh, Danny and his band had a peculiar situation as well, given that they are the Coronas. And initially, before COVID-19 was being identified as COVID-19, it was being identified as the Coronas. Danny, first of all, thanks a million for coming back for a chat. No worries. Good to talk to you, Austin. How are you? <laughs> um, initially, when they said I noticed you were on your way to uh, head on to an annual gig out in Dubai, and uh, uh, then when you got back, uh, you found that things were a little bit different in Ireland. But you had the issue of similarity in what was a virus. Absolutely. It was a really strange time. I mean, it was a strange time for everyone anyway. And then you just throw in our unfortunate band name on top of that. And it was just like just an extra level of weirdness on the, on the whole situation. And I definitely had a couple of moments when, when Ireland went into lockdown that I was like, oh, this is going to be... A really you know negative on the band and and thankfully it hasn't been you know we've we've come out the other side of it now i know obviously the pandemic is ongoing um but we've released an album that's gone to number one here in ireland and uh, thankfully it doesn't seem to be having too much of a negative effect anyway as i say it was just a weird sort of coincidence the first thing we did was uh tweet corona the beer asking them what what their plans to rebrand was you know um so i mean we wanted to make fun of, of our of our unfortunate name from the start but it was just initially it was a bit weird you know no one really knew what was happening and how serious the the thing was and obviously it's 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 still a really serious situation and it's ongoing but i think we were okay in 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 you know uh I suppose making light of our unfortunate band name, as I say. So, it's just one of those things. We've a, we've a stupid band name, but sure, it wasn't great even before the pandemic. So, but at <laughs> least uh, it's now it's now globally recognised. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And funnily enough, you know, someone I'm not really like I, too up on the whole Spotify situation and streaming and stuff like that. I'm still a bit old school, I think, but uh, apparently our numbers are up and people are listening to us and I've been doing non-stop interviews since the album came out now. And, you know, I'd like to think that's not just because of our unfortunate band name, but because we've released a good album. But, uh, yeah, listen, it's one of those things. It's a name and and it is what it is. And I think because the the sort of, yeah, the coronavirus has become such a... I don't know, a global thing and it's become ingrained in everyone's mind, it's sort of taken on its own meaning and I think any comparison is, is sort of just, I don't know, it, it seems separate now to everything else because it's affected everyone in the world mm-hmm. equally and, mm-hmm. and it's sort of, it doesn't matter, it's just been such a big thing for everyone, it's been in the news every day since March for everyone. So it's sort of taken on, as I say, a new meaning in itself and I think in a, in a weird way the 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 more the bigger that the coronavirus or COVID nineteen became, almost the less worried I was about our unfortunate likeness to the to the name. You know, it was just one of those things. You know. So the album was meant to come out a little bit earlier in the year, and you had to delay it. And I know that you had plans in place to then go and promote the album, and that all had to be shelved. So it put you in the position where you had to look at virtual launch something that would have yeah. been a total something you haven't done before but a challenge it was it was a challenge for sure and 
you know, initially it was, as you say, it was, it was, it was planned for the end of May, and you know, we, it just didn't feel right to be self-promoting at that time when everyone went into lockdown and there was just so much uncertainty, and everyone was just sort of, you know, it was sort of a apocalyptic vibes going on, and so we, we put it back for a couple of months, but it, we could see that there was like. Uh, an appetite for new music, especially from our own followers and on our own social media, there was a huge, yeah, like just a big engagement, you know, on our on our channels and, and people yearning for new music and all. So it felt right to release this. As soon as we knew that gigs weren't going to come back anytime soon, because initially we put it back thinking that maybe, oh, maybe gigs will come back in September, so we'll, we'll hold off on the album till then. But as soon as we saw that the gigs weren't coming back that soon, that soon and we couldn't, tour the album we were like let's just put it out because we had already released a couple of songs off it anyway and it felt we finished it in february it felt right to put it out and so we're, we're delighted that we released it and it's been getting a great reaction um so yeah it's, it's all been good the last few weeks have been great and and it's nice to be busy because obviously there's no gig and as you say the launch has been completely different there's a lot more of this sort of zoom interviews and you know, we were doing online gigs and online promotion, whatever we could do, and yeah, it was it was very different um, to any launch that we've done before. But you know, it's like everyone, you have to adapt. You know, and and I think everyone in this this pandemic, as I say, it's a total leveler for everyone. So you need to adapt and evolve, and and so I'm delighted with how it's been going. Now, you say you had a few tracks ready and or had gone out, but. This album as well, there were some changes because um, you collaborated in a way you haven't done before. And I was reading down through some of the collaborations and um, you partnered up with some people in the music industry around Dublin that you have great admiration for. Do you want to tell us a bit about that? Sure, yeah. I mean, uh, like straight away, I mean, last summer, our, our guitar player for the last 10 years, Dave, who, who was in the band for since the start, really, said he wanted to take a step back and, and he wanted to leave the band and, and you know we were shocked initially and you know he's been a, a, a sort of integral part of the band obviously for for so long but in a way we instead of taking the burden the, the other three of us we, we knew we wanted to keep the band going but instead of taking the burden on the three of us to, to complete it we we opened out the band and, and, and tried to involve all our talented friends so we had Dave himself came over and played on the album which was great it was cool to have him still involved and we had Lark Hay from a great uh, Dublin band called All Twins play some guitar and, and Keen from a new up and coming band Keen McSweeney from a new up and coming band called uh, True Tides who are doing great now in Ireland and my sister Roisin sang some backing vocals we had trumpeters we used different producers as I say I co-wrote with Lots of different people. Gabrielle Applin, who's featured on Lost in the Thick of It, and uh, Ryan and Jimmy from a, another great uh, band from Kildare called uh, Picture This, and I co-wrote a song with them as well. And as I say, we basically just opened up the Cronus to, to to collaborate with our, our friends, and and it was just it just it was a real natural vibe. It felt right for us, and uh, it, it definitely brought out the best in us. You know. So when you say it was a natural vibe. To go from where you've worked so closely with a group of people for a very short, long period of time and to have a change happen, um, that takes adaptation, but it also takes courage to let others into your little club. Definitely. and But it was funny because even though you're right, it did take courage and we'd always done everything ourselves, but I think it just felt 
like an organic step for us, you know. I had started at the last album to, to co-write with different people and I, I could see the benefit of it. And I used to, in the early days, I would have a song that I would write and I'd have an idea that I'd say write on the guitar or the piano and I'd be like, oh, that's really good. And I'd sit down and try and finish the song, start to finish and, and, and then bring it to the band and, and they'd write their parts and we'd arrange it together and stuff. Well, the last couple of years, I was like, oh, that's a really cool little idea, a little hook, a little bit of a chorus. And instead of trying to finish it, I would like, I would sit on it and go, you know what, I'm going to bring that to someone and see what where they think it should go. And, and that sort of it really helped us evolve. You know, we're five albums in now. You need to keep evolving and changing your songwriting. And, and uh, you know, you find yourself you lean on, on the tendencies that you're used to and you know work for you. So for us, working with different people like that, may, I think, improved our songwriting for, for sure and just, just brought us new little ways and tangents and, and just gave us that little bit of evolving that we needed, I think, you know, and it just felt right to do it. So it wasn't like a huge decision of us going, oh, we need to do this. I was just throwing back ideas with friends of mine and then I'd send the song that I'd written with friends of mine to the rest of the band, to Noxy Negan, and, and they would reply, go, oh, that's really cool, I can't wait to get working on that. And So it was it was normal enough, it wasn't like, oh, you're right with other people, what's this? They they were encouraging me to do it as well. And then I would, include, as always then, when we had a rough idea of a song, I'd bring it to the Coronas and we would flesh it out and, and finish it off and, and arrange it and work on it and then bring it to a producer and record it. So... To a large extent, that that didn't change at all. The way we we record songs and the way we work in studio, if anything, we sort of followed our instincts. When, when Dave left the band, we knew that the album was going to sound different anyway because we we had, you know Dave was a, a, a very much a creative influence in the band. So we sort of just let our our instincts lead us, and it was it was a really easy and enjoyable process, you know. So we were really proud of the album, and, and you know to get like a number one in Ireland coming out of all the messing with, with coronavirus and being unsure of, of the name and whether it was the right time to release music and to get a number one in Ireland was, was really, it, it meant more than I even thought it would, you know. I mean, album sales to us, it's more the reaction of people and people enjoying the album as opposed to actual numbers and number ones and all that sort of stuff. Usually it doesn't mean that much to us, but I think this time it meant a little bit more, especially with no concerts on the horizon, mm -hmm. no, no touring on the horizon, you know, at least now we can go into the winter, you know, hoping that gigs will come back next year, hopefully early next year, you know, and, and at least we have that in the back pocket as, all right, well, the album went to number one anyway, and it's getting a great reaction, it's getting radio play, and, and we can sort of plan for next year with that in the back pocket, and it just made everything easier, so it, it, was, it was a great result. What I find interesting at the moment, Danny, is you're in a very busy space, and by that I mean that since the virus caused lockdown there has been a lot of fantastic new creative material released by Irish performers and it's a bit and, and I say it in the nicest possible way you're in a busy space because it's an indication of the wealth of talent and the richness of talent that is in Ireland 100% you know and, and there's so many new bands coming through that we love and you know you're right it is a really strong time for Irish music I mean 
I mean, we were talking about if you're having a festival next summer, we're thinking when, when festivals come back, I think initially, especially in Ireland, a bit like what we were talking about before we went on air with staycations here in Dingle. I'm in Dingle, County Kerry, and it's all Irish people here in, at the moment. And usually there would be so much tourism from abroad, but obviously the travel has been limited at the moment. But we think that when gigs come back next summer, the first round of festivals in Ireland will be all Irish bands, mm-hmm. like, you know, because people are still not going to be too comfortable traveling and there might be restrictions on quarantining if you're moving and it's expensive to move and you know and just a bit of uncertainty people won't want to tour as much so but we're talking about the festivals that they could have here next next summer like if you uh, if you look at the really big festival you could have Irish acts fill every single slot mm-hmm. so you take it the right at the top you have Hosier Dermot Kennedy you know Snow Patrol the script big bands never mind you too or, or you know and you're forgetting about the Cronus uh, exactly well I would sort of consider us maybe the second half and then and of course <laughs> I, I was listening to it and Caudaline uh, of course there's there's so many good bands out there unbelievable uh, and that's it all the way down you'd have bands like ourselves and Caudaline yeah. and you know there's the academic Gavin yeah. James is having an amazing yeah. few years and and picture this another band doing really well you know and there's new then a whole new wave of bands coming through as well you know uh, as I said True Tides you know there's a band called Wild Youth who are doing great Hudson Taylor and, and then there's a whole new wave of Irish female singer-songwriters coming through as well and it's actually a really good time for Irish music so I'm sort of excited about those first festivals that come back next summer you know and I think it'll almost be like the old school trip to tip or Fela or whatever it is where it's right. Irish bands all the way down right. you know and, and it, it, it'll be amazing because the, the music scene here is so good and it's very supportive you know uh, like there's not much like everyone w- is supportive of each other and we go to other festivals like we played at loads of festivals last summer in the UK in America and everything and every time you see another Irish band on the bill straight away you're like oh we'll go over and say hello and you know go and check out their set and that's just normal and that is that goes for different genres of music never mind different bands that you don't know or whatever or where you're from it doesn't even matter if it's a different genre of music you hear that they're Irish you're going over check them out and say hello like and I think that goes for everything it's probably the same in, in your game as well like you know in Canada if you hear another Irish you know second generation radio DJ you'll be over talking to them mm-hmm. and you'll say hello and, and, and that's just the way it is and I think that's that's a testament to us as Irish people, and, and I think that's that's that got, that's right across the board, as I say. So, um, Danny, I've been talking to a number of the artists over the last number of weeks. I was um, chatting with Brian Kennedy and um, Sean Keane, uh, Mary Cox, right. and uh, Emma Langford. And um, one of the questions I put to everybody is, you know, these are tough times because people in the creative arts, you're stimulated by your surroundings. And if you end up in some way confined in your surroundings, is it, crea- is it that confining your creativity? Initially, especially for me in lockdown, I found it really difficult to be creative. Like, and you know, I just there's so much uncertainty around, and I just didn't know what to write about. Everyone, that's the other thing when you're a writer. Everyone, the first thing they said to me when lockdown happened was, "Ah, it's grand for you. You can go off and write the next album." Like, you know. And, like, it, I just really struggled to be creative for the first probably two months of, of this whole thing since March and April. I just couldn't write anything. And So I, what I ended up doing on the Corona's Instagram page was I wanted to do something productive, and I couldn't feel right. And I can never force myself to write. If it's not working, I won't do it, like, you know. 
So I started doing uh, covers on the on the Cronus Instagram page of other Irish acts that I love, and I did about thirty of them in the end. I was doing one every single night, so I did everyone from Van Morrison, Tin Lizzy, you know, U2, and then new Irish acts, Sorka Richardson, and you know, Walking on Cars, and and loads of different Irish acts all through Academic Gavin James. I'd pick a song every night, learn it and do my own little version of it. And it was just something that I did for myself mm-hmm. to give my day a bit of structure, to give me something to work on, a bit of productivity, I suppose. But it was really good for my mental health. It was the, it was the thing that got me through it initially. And the reaction we got from it on the Crohn's Instagram page was amazing. And even now that we're out of the other side of lockdown, people are stopping me in the street going, oh, I loved your isolation songs, you know, like isolation vibes is what I called it on the Instagram. And, people coming up to me now going how much it meant to them and you know every night they were locked away and they would log on at 8 o'clock and see what song I was doing that night you know and it was just a little throwaway cover I wouldn't think too much about it most of the time I only did a verse and a chorus of a song like it wasn't like I was thinking too far into it but it was something for me that that just I did it as I say for myself just to give myself a bit of, of a schedule and something to work on and it was really good for me to learn other songs and learn lyrics and just felt like a little bit of work every night and and then after that after a while once I started running out of songs to sort of do and, and it's all of a sudden I felt like writing and mm-hmm. then it, it became easier for me to write once I had sort of not put pressure on myself to write and I did that for about a month as I say I ended up you know craving creativity and, and all of a sudden I was drawn to the piano but it wasn't to play other people's songs it was like no I want to mess around with different ideas and I started writing again and and to be honest up until a month ago when we started maybe two months ago when we started the proper promo for the album release I was being reasonably creative like I've probably got four or five maybe six songs that I see going to end up on the next Corona's album now and they're not finished again these are these little nuggets of ideas that I'm looking forward to bring to other people and work on them because that seems to be the way that I, that is working well for me now. So they might not be completed songs; they might just be a verse and a chorus of a song. But all of a sudden, it, it, it felt right to me. And and to be honest, you know, it might be a cliche to be writing about isolation and writing about lockdown and writing about uncertainty. But I've always been an honest writer, and they are the the, the same themes that I'm writing about. And there's probably going to be a million albums next year that will have some form of you know, isolation and, and concern and worry and, you know, missing loved ones and these sort of things. And and that's okay. As I say, I've always written about whatever comes to me and which what is natural to me. And, and they were the type of songs that I was writing, you know. And so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm already excited about the next Crohn's album. As I say, after this, the, the, the promo is done for this album, I'll probably go, come back down here to Dingle and 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 right away for the next one and hopefully by the time gigs come back we might have a couple of songs we might have half an album ready to go or whatever but so it's worked out okay for me in that way but as i say the the important thing for me and i didn't even realize how important it was for me was just doing something productive like Mm -hmm. and i I think that goes for everyone you know it might be people started doing 5k runs or learned how to cook or whatever it was some people didn't some people just watch netflix i think the whole point of this pandemic is whatever it took you to get through is okay and it's, you don't have to you know you don't have to beat yourself up if, you, if you're not being as productive as you would have hoped or not as creative and I think I've learned as I've got older to try and not be too hard on myself mm-hmm. if if the creative juices aren't flowing mm-hmm. not to be too hard on myself and just go okay give it time let's do the little things that help me whether it's exercise or 
getting my mind off it. Reading, listening to other people's music is a great one. To, when you, if you discover a new band or a new album, you know, and you get really into it, that is tends to be the thing that will kick me on and then want me to start writing again. Like you know, so I just learned that you know those little things for me made all the difference and. Uh, yeah, so I don't even. Like, I'm sorry, I can't even remember what the question was. But I was <laughs> rambling for like ten minutes. <laughs> you covered it in all of that. You covered the answer. And um, your family, your your sister and your mum and your dad, all the rest are, are doing well and coping also. And yeah. for for the listener, um, Danny's mum is Mary Black, and sister is Roshino. And uh, I know we chatted with. It may have been that time when they were doing uh, a, a gig in Ontario. About two right, years yeah, ago, yeah. Uh, I chat. I no, it was your mum I chatted with at that time. She when when she was doing a gig in Ontario. Ah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Ah, no, they're great. It's and to be honest, that's one good thing that we've said about this whole situation. Obviously, at the start of lockdown, I couldn't see my mum and dad, which was difficult, you know, and we had to separate and isolate, and you know that was tough. But in the last couple of months, we've had a great time, and we've been hanging out, and we've been, you know, my mum had a milestone birthday over the summer. I won't say what age she is because she'd kill me, but she had a, a, a big birthday, I'd say. And, uh, yeah, we celebrated it together, and, and it's been a really nice time hanging out with my sister as well. My brother my brother has two two young kids as well, so the family are very close, and, and having, the, having the girls, my nieces, my two nieces, Bonnie and Fee, around have been great as well. So it's times like that. You, you have to take the positives, I suppose, from the whole pandemic. And usually I'd have a really busy summer where we're off touring and we're doing festivals all over the world. And, you know, this summer I've got to spend a lot more time with my family, which has been really, really nice. So we're made, we're appreciative of that, I suppose. And it's great to have them around. And, you know, they really supported us when the album came out and, you know, it helped spread the word. And, you know, my mom was on her Facebook page promoting the Corona's album and all this sort of stuff. So... No, it, it's great to have them around, as I say, and, and hang out with them. And, and, and they're they're two very talented and lovely people, my mum and my sister. Indeed, indeed. It, Danny, where can people get their hands on the album, and where can they find you and all the other good yeah. details? Well, uh, the the be- the best place to go over everything is the Coronas.net. We you can buy a physical copy of the album, you can buy vinyl. We have merchandise on there, and and all information on future gigs. Uh, it's all there on Coronas.net. But of course, you know we're on the all the normal streaming platforms as well, and iTunes and downloads and Spotify and everywhere as well. So you can search for the Coronas. But uh, yeah, the album's called True Love Waits, and it, it came out two weeks ago, and and we're very very proud of it. So uh, I appreciate your support, Austin, and thank you for having me on. And you're not putting it out on cassette or anything because I was chatting with Emma Langford last week and she told me she was putting it out in a cassette I'm thinking what? I know it's funny how things come back you know and like we we ran out of vinyl vinyl is, is huge now and I heard that cassette is coming back as well but like we ordered more vinyl for this album than we have done of any and like we're our own record company now as well so all that sort of stuff we have to decide what we're going to do and, and, and all the vinyl sold out in the first week so we have more vinyl coming in but it's mad that things resurge like that and who would have thought cassettes are, are coming back it's, it's gas isn't it like you know but uh, yeah we, I don't think we have it on cassette but we definitely are as I say doing serious serious business on vinyl you know I'm going to bring up a little bit of uh, True Love Waits as cool. we as we um, as we wrap up and um just to say, uh, Danny O'Reilly, it has been a real pleasure chatting with you and uh, catching up. 
and the, the album is True Love Waits and as Danny said you go to the coronas.net or, and uh, you'll find them there uh, Danny thanks a million thank you very much Austin I appreciate it as well nice to chat to you not sure if it's even safe for me Hold it back as much as I can Thanks a million, Austin, I appreciate it, bud Nice to talk to you Wait for us, I don't try so And that's Danny O'Reilly and the Coronas and uh, the album is called True Love Waits and you can find more information at thecoronas.net. You are listening to Irish Radio Canada.